You're listening to The Blend. Drum and bass interviews for Lowing Theory with the Reverend Kathy Russell. Hi, this is the Reverend Kathy Russell. My guest today is from Cornwall, England. His tracks have recently been played by Noisia and Brian G and has releases on grid recordings, incursion audio, subdivision recordings, and more. This is the Low End Theory interview with Ollie Lewis. Hi, Ollie. Hi, Kathy. How are you? Doing all right. Um, uh, we are here on a time change, uh, so for him it's noon, for me it's five in the morning, but I'm, I'm still amazed. I mean, I, I'm old enough, I don't know how old you are, but I'm, I'm old enough to remember where talking to someone in England was going to be about a $500 phone call. So this is still, I'm still, even though this is, you know, technology's been around, I'm still amazed that we can be together. And I thank you so much for your time today coming to uh, be on this show. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm 24 and uh, yeah, I've, I've, I've grown up with the internet being prevalent. So it's a bit of a, bit of a thing I take for granted, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, I could see how that would happen. So um, what's the scene like in Cornwall? Uh, it's, it's, it's quite small to be honest. It's mostly centralised up in Bristol, London, maybe, maybe, you know, even when getting to Devon, it's a lot better. But I mean, when, in 2014, when I first started going out, it was, it was, the scene was all right, but, but with COVID in time, it's just slowly very, very small. So I have to travel out of the county to, to really go out properly, find the proper events. So it's, it's quite dismal here, really. Oh, so in terms of your networking, you do a lot of that online then, I take it? Yeah, yeah. So I, when I first started producing, it was, it was um, you know, me just sending stuff out on the internet. Cause there's no, you know, you can't really go to a set and bring a USB or, well, back in the day, like a dub plate or something. Like, you know, you, you have to do it all for the internet. Now, um, what did, what year did you start producing? Was it? I, did I see twenty eighteen? Yeah, something, something. I, th- I think around then. I mean, I messed around with it, but you know, like four years ago, maybe maybe five of COVID and stuff. But like four or so, really, started producing and uh, went from there. That you know, that's really. Im- I mean, I, I think uh, that's really impressive that you know for four years. That I mean, it seems like you're very prolific. Um, a lot of beginning producers have a lot of trouble. I, I, I find uh, a lot of uh, people that are st- still somewhat new to producing have a lot of trouble finishing things. And um, yeah. I, I think that's great that you've gotten, you know, that you've been able to make these decisions. And I think, do you think that's helped you move forward to work more quickly? Um, partially, but then another degree of it is you know, I just make so much stuff that it's like a numbers game wherein something's got to stick, where it's like a... You know, I've got plenty of unfinished stuff that I don't finish. It takes me ages to do that. It's six months and I'll pick it up again. Yeah. But I feel like I just have so much that, that to a certain degree of, you know, of that 50% might be decent enough to send out and then 10% of that I actually would send out. So it's like, okay, uh, uh, that helps a lot more so than 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 finishing things every time. But it's it's... It all depends on your personal motivation for the song, really. I guess. Yeah. Now, are you someone that when you sit down, um, you have you already have an idea of what you're going to write, or do you do you sometimes have times where you sit down and you just start kind of playing around to get ideas? It's it's mostly just playing around to get ideas, really. Like I just I just start doing something weird, click a few buttons, move some stuff, and then make a weird sound alike, and then just 
try and make that work somehow. I love it. More so, than, more so than like hearing it in my head. I've only done that once, really. And you seem like someone who really enjoys the music writing process. Um, you know, before we uh, got together, I did. I tried to do my research and uh, you know checked out your social media and saw it, just a lot of production that it. It seems like you really enjoy that process. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, no. I just I just spend all day. I just I just enjoy jamming out. Really, it's like a at a certain point. It's it's a bit like playing an instrument with moving all the stuff, getting different tonal changes and timbres and 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 uh, you know to a certain degree it's 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 you get in a vibe and you just make stuff really which in it, even on the most abstract level is more fun than than you know to me than than having a specific idea and you know putting that through it's more about the the process and having fun really talking about uh well having fun um i w- i really enjoyed uh when you recently collaborated with hexa on waiting uh, i understand did you record a fish and chip shop for that <laughs> no i just went on the internet and found a i scoured for youtube videos to find like ambience within a fish and chip shop and just put that <laughs> in. i don't know why i don't know what our reasoning was but it, it was it worked out quite well yeah, I, I thought so. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Now, when you when you collaborated, are you and Hex in the same place, or did you did you have to collaborate online? Oh no, we did it online because Harry's in um, Harry Hexer. Anyway, he's he's up in Newcastle. Oh, okay. And, um, we, we do a lot of music stuff anyway. With our it's me, him, and um, Scud, who's also up in Newcastle. We have a a trio called Melakasma, mm-hmm. and we, we 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 haven't like, released anything yet. But you know we do it. We work together a lot anyway, so it's it's it came out of you know our, our group chat and and just you know trying to get it tuned on quickly. So it's it's so we've been doing stuff for a while, is what I mean. Now, do you trade back and forth, or was it where you just maybe you just started, he got it uh, once, and then brought it back, and that was it, or did you kind of ping pong back and forth on that one? I think there's a little bit of ping ponging. I think I started off with an idea. I sent it to Harry. I think maybe I just added sent him a few more sounds, maybe, or maybe we might have sent it back twice. But it was, it was, we did it like six months ago, so it's it's, it's taken a while to come out. So I can't oh, remember okay. too. But, well, I always I find th- that fascinating, making that creative process work over long distances. Yeah, it's 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 it's, it's not it's not too bad with sending stems for the internet. To be fair, because it's you know if if you do it like, doing a bit at a time, you you you, you it's not as you lose a certain degree of the creative process of like someone being there with you every decision, but yeah. you can still, you both have a moment to add your own sound in and then, you know, just balance that. And then, then eventually at a certain point, it's just a mix down and someone adding a few rises and things with delays on and then it's, then it's pretty much done. So it's, you know, it's, it's not, it's, it's, you still get a good chance to put your sound in there and, and, you know, a symbiosis with someone else's. So it's not, it's not, it's still quite a, a good option in comparison to like not doing it because you can't do it in person. I think anyway. Yeah, yeah, that's that's very interesting to know. I'm always curious about how that process works. Uh, so I, I definitely peeped some of the things you have in your studio. I was curious about um, you had a. Uh, I tried to look up this gear. You had a, a Mobius, and we're talking about a Big Sky. What are those? <laughs> oh no, I, I've got a. It's a Strymon Mobius, uh-huh. and there's the Strymon. I've got the Strymon Timeline. I want to get the Big Sky, but I haven't yet. Probably will. 
It's and, they're basically they're basically like effect pedals. Oh, like, okay. I guess if we consider like boutique, you know, a lot of lot of guitar players have them, but they just you know, one of them's the, the Mobius is like a modulation one, so it's like I, I guess you know volume and EQ modulating. You've got stuff like a formant filter or something, tremolos, phasers, flanges, rotary simulation, a univibe. Oh man, phase, awesome! You know, stuff like that. Or timelines, like just just different types of delays and stuff. But it's more it's more just you know for sounds off my synths. I can just you know turn it on, get a delay on it, record it in, do stuff like that. But I have I have amassed a whole collection of them. Yeah, and it seems like you know from what I saw too that you're kind of a hardware guy. Uh, that uh, you know, which for me, seeing so, talking to someone that's younger, everybody's just living in their doll with you know with a you know a bunch of plugins and you know calling it a day. And, you know, new I find a lot of newer producers are so I think it's unique. Uh, you know, to see someone that you know that you like the hardware is now. Now I saw that you're uh, uh, doing some resampling of your instruments, and you're running that back through your hardware. Is that correct? Yeah, like I do. I do. Um, I've tried using like plugins. I, mean, I do use plugins later on, but you know, I've tried doing it with like Serum and Massive, but I find it a lot harder. I find it a lot easier just you know with the immediate satisfaction of literally physically moving something, and and I mean, obviously, there's more unique tones in my head anyway with it. But I think you can you can get a, a it, 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 it's more about the psychological process of having it feels more like an instrument than just you know something you fucking buttons on and you know I find there's no satisfaction in that for me like you know I'll do it for like a compression on a bus or or some of the you know effects that you can't do with a pedal or it cost me like a gram to do obviously yeah but. But it's it's you know hardware's it's it's a lot of it, it, it gives you it gives you it gives you a good gives you a unique sound, but also I think it affects your creative process because you're you're inherently thinking of things in a different way. Definitely. And like I said earlier, it's more like jamming out and, and playing an instrument. And I find it easier to be more musical. Whereas if I was you know doing a bass line with just plugins or samples or something I've made. You know, it's it it, it. it can lead to not particularly having a melody or a tonal centre. Whereas yeah. on your keyboard, you're more likely to at least give it that framework. And 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 you could and also you know because of the unique sounds, like you said about resampling, I can I can just record sounds in, put it back through this, or even some plugins. And get different sounds. I've got you know samplers and stuff. So okay, could... so that's why you're doing the resampling because I was going to say this may be a night. I I I I do produce as well, but I'm still getting my drum and bass chops down. Um, but I was curious why that you were doing that. If that's a naive question, then it sounds like you're answering that now. Um, <laughs> that's not so a naive question at all. You get new sounds out of it. It's not just making a copy of it. Yeah, it's it's new sounds. Like you can get something completely different, or you can get a variation. And it's like you know, even, you know, it sounds stupid, but even even that tiniest bit of movement in the sound can then lead you to turn that sound into another sound or hear a sound within that sound. You know, sometimes what I'll do is I'll just record 17 minutes of the same sort of sound, but change it up. A lot. Uh -huh. so, you, you know, so you can just switch between bits and you've got you've got a completely different timbre. So, like, you know, it could change up a bass line that's, you know, just the root and then up a semitone and maybe oh. up a third, like that. 
something there that's really relatively boring could become interesting through the movement more so than the melodic movement. That makes sense. That makes total sense. And especially if you're coming from like kind of a jamming perspective, you're, you're, I see what you're saying. You're sampling yourself the entire time. So you yeah. just grab, you yeah. can just grab the bits that out of that, that you really liked of, of that session. I get it. Yeah. That's awesome. Now, one that, that I did really like was I, I really liked the, uh, one of the ones that you have on grid. Um, and I definitely, I like, really liked the, uh, the need for mirrors remix. So can you tell me more about that one, about that collaboration? Is that Yam? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That that one basically started out. I sent it to I sent it to Nathan Marys and I, I said that you, you know it's yeah I've made this, but I'm worried it just sounds like a really shit version of Lambo. So I sent it to him. He's like, yeah, yeah, fair enough. It, we turned it to us. You know, we started changing. He started changing it up, and we, we got like a, a <laughs> got like a structure going. He put you know put some new drums in and just you know, fleshed it out, finalised it. And eventually, Brian signed it, and and it worked out quite well. I mean, it, you know, it's it's one of those things that these sort of things can take like six months to you know have the tune seen by someone, and then it's got to come out. It's, it's another six months, and it's like a whole. There could be like a whole year of time before things start going from just just even a, a finished arrangement to, to even coming out. So it, it took a while. Oh but, wow. It's 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 worked out quite well, and I'm very very thankful. New from is like the tune enough to to want to collaborate with it. And so, it's, how uh, long did it take for that one to come out? Then that one took about six months, you <laughs> said, or closer to a year. I think I think it must it must have been. I mean, obviously, COVID affected like you know the time scale of stuff. But, I see. Yes. But 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 you know, to a certain degree, you, 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 now yeah, obviously things take take time to get their affairs in order, and and. You know, the labels have their own way of releasing stuff on a timescale for them. So, at the end of the day, it's, it's not too bad because it's not, it's not, it's, it's more like, you know, you can, when it's done, you can just forget about it, wait for it to come out and move on to the next thing. And you, you just, you end up with a, uh, what may seem like a lack of momentum can also be a chance for you to get more momentum in the sense of your personal writing because, because, in, you know, being ahead with your songs because, you know stuff stuff from stuff from before is coming out it's not like you know you can you can have stuff releasing and you're still writing stuff so it's not like you're having to immediately worry so much about getting out if that makes sense like a, yeah that makes sense like it yeah yeah well who, i mean who knew that uh one thing that's important in german bass is patience waiting for all of that <laughs> Yeah. So, where can we find your music? Are you on Beatport? Are you on? I know you're on SoundCloud, uh, and we'll put a link to your uh, to your SoundCloud on the uh, episode details. Where can we find your music? There's stuff on Beatport. I think there's more stuff on June now. I haven't I haven't really checked the Beatport and compared them. Uh, there's a few things on YouTube, but, but they're obviously you know put up by the the YouTube topic things and all that. And there's a limited amount. I'd like to push the ones that put some money in your pocket. So, <laughs> yeah, pretty much just the Juno, then, really. I haven't really set up a band count yet or anything like that. Uh, I really should do, to be fair, but it takes time. I'm always forgetful. Uh, but yeah, pretty much Juno download. I think that's got a better share than Beatport. I might be wrong on that. But um, I think it's pretty much just that, to be honest. Awesome. Okay. Well, um, I think that's everything I got for today. I, I really appreciate you coming out. Did you want to give any shout-outs before we wrap things up? Um, 
I mean, I've got well, we've got the the obviously Melikasma, like I said before. Uh, obviously, need for mirrors, uh, Doug or Sal. Um, you, you, uh, you have one. Thanks. Um, <laughs> well, I've just woken up, so I can't really think think through my head now who to shout out, which is going to be embarrassing. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. That's it for now. Still have a coffee. All yeah. right. Well, um, yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much, and uh, I hope you have a great rest of your day and big ups. Right. Yeah, I hope you do. I hope you love time. Thanks for that. You have just listened to the Blend Lowing Terry Mix Series interviews with the Reverend Kathy Russell.